0: our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It is I, Grognard the Young, the Young Grognard, kicking it to you with the records of the Herald of Steel podcast. with The adventure, the elders in the quest, The Last Rites. So the last episode of the podcast, our friends not only reunited brother and sister onto an obroth, uh, and apparently set that stone in motion. But they also uh, seem to part ways with Sirithal outside of the city of Aesiris. Uh, the party itself has officially, finally taken up hold in the city and are apparently on the doorstep of the Council of Elves itself. So we leave off in the beautiful, stunning, elegant, starbound city of Aesiris as the party begin to walk up the marble stairs to the crystal domed chambers of the Chasir. Now, as the party is walking up this structure, I will say that looking up in the sky, you guys see kind of like, you know, on days where you can see the moon in broad daylight, it's like that with the stars, where even though it's not fully nighttime nighttime, you just see all the little pinpricks of light of all the stars here, Okay. Um, and I will say Anton this is a little bit strange for you that the sunlight is kind of dwarfed by something out here that makes it so the stars are more illuminated than the sun itself I guess almost breaking that sort of like sunrise sunset cycle and instead it's just like eternal like twilighty nighttimey kind of power of the stars light us up thing right
4: yeah
0: Uh and so you lose all your powers while you're here i'm just kidding um
4: i anticipated that i anticipated (laughs) because i was like it was kind of weird they're like oh just come like just give you your weapons and he could definitely come see like our high like priests and everything like we don't know why you're here like just go on it's like oh
0: i mean you know that might be a bad sign for you guys it's like no come on in
4: yeah child of destiny
0: come on in yeah, anyone else
2: feeling like a little, uh, a little weird because like they don't have their weapon and they they really just uh, kind of need it back.
4: Oh, no, that <laughs> little... just has
2: anxiety about not having his weapon on him. <laughs>
4: you have the powers uh, of darkness from your hands. I think uh, it'll be fine.
2: Well, maybe and...
1: don't say that so loud.
0: Yes, but <laughs> with all, all these little suns up there. Meanwhile, the uh, ghosts are just like stars are,
4: you... are suns.
0: Meanwhile, the... <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. You have your choice of gods now. <laughs> Meanwhile...
1: Yes, stars are suns and the moon causes the tide. <laughs> That's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the ghosts are just like, are you guys done? <laughs> but anyway, um, as the party continue up the stairs, you guys can see that once you seem to reach sort of the midpoint in this tree and reach where the actual bulbous growth of this big, big building is... Um, You can tell that the stairs are adorned with individual elves on guard, each one of them wearing what could be described as like silver armor, I guess. It'd be like such stunningly polished steel to the point that it shines like bright silver. And each of them has at the ready a double-bladed scimitar that is ready and willing to do some choppy, choppy, swingy, swingy. But uh, as you guys continue up here, their helmets almost look like sort of Trojan, I guess, in a way, when they got that big fane that goes all the way back with the uh, hair standing up. Um, but overall, their armor is very much so, like, very well-detailed with lots of floral patterns and, like, ivy designs and little pinpricks of silver all about it to almost look like constellations itself all over this. Um, but as you guys reach the main doors here, a individual ghost comes from the door itself and proceeds out of it and says the shaseer in Elvish by the way the Shaseer await you we have heard much and we wish to speak as well
3: um uh, okay, okay we'll be good
0: and with that the... clico
3: keeps direct eye contact <laughs> hell
0: is that a ghost they're all ghosts like uh. Anton's just like turn on dead. <laughs> they all just Anton pulls out his gun. Um... <laughs> like the holy squirt gun just filled with holy water, just no one can live forever.
1: <laughs> it works on vampires too. It's also got garlic in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, with the nice garlic infused holy water. Anyway, uh, apart from that, the uh ghost dissipates into the large doors behind it and the doors pull open without any effort from anybody around and before you is a chamber that can only be described as celestial beauty uh before you is a large right like raised dais with in five individual positions and seats in the back um Only four individual elves sit in these, but each and every one of them looks to be more noble and regal than the last. Even though they all look sort of plain in their appearance, it's just like the hard, sharp edges of their physiques and the long, beautiful hair and like the strong, icy glare that each and every one of them has shows you without telling you that they are, in fact, some level of powerful royalty beyond age comprehended. And it's just like kind of like they stare into you to the point that it almost creates the same fear of like being bound to a dragon. You know what I'm saying? Um, But at this point, when you guys take a few sheepish steps in, you can see that the crystal dome on this place reflects the light of the stars above and almost projects them on the floor in a way that like they pop up very bright, almost like one of those, uh, what do you call those? uh, Oh God, I sound like an idiot right now. The, uh, the star places where you can go and you watch the big
3: planetariums.
0: Yeah. It's like a planetarium, but on the floor. And as you guys walk in, one thing you notice is that even though you're standing there and like under the light reflection, the lights never dwindle from the floor as if your position in between, you know, the light of the dome and the floor doesn't break. And you guys can like literally stand on the little stars on the floor and they don't like shine on your foot top. You get what I'm saying? And so as you guys approach, one of the members of the council speaks up in a voice that's quiet but projected and beckons out. And this woman calls out and says, at the Council of the Shaysir, we welcome our guests from foreign lands. Speak your name and be welcomed to the Aesiris. In
3: Elvish or common? Elvish. Um, my name is Klica Torelius. And I've come here with Norhill Hammerstone, Jarzak, and
0: Anton of Glory Wake. And so with that, um, another voice beckons from another member of the council and says, what business do you have here and why have you called us?
3: Um, we want to discuss um, the beckons or the Herald of Steel, and also um, a curse that was placed on um, one of your people, Sirithal uh,
0: Thantil. And with that, there's no immediate response. And with that, they say, we recognize no Herald of Steel. And another one calls out and says, the blight that has fallen upon the House Thantil." Is not to be discussed here and now. What do you seek for knowledge? The spirits of our ancestors tell us you seek much more. What do you wish to know?
3: Um well could could Klika do something first so that her friends can understand all of you.
0: And so with that, they all kind of look back and forth at one another and say, if this is what it takes to get your point, then do so.
3: Uh, yeah, then Klica will go and cast tongues on all four members.
0: Of the party? No, oh, of the oh, council. Yes. Oh boy. Okay. And so with that, as you go to cast it onto one of them, um, they kind of stop you as you go to approach them before you go to cast it. And they say, you may not cast magical spells upon the Council Shaysir. They say, if they do not understand us in this tongue, then we shall accommodate them. And with that individual ghosts kind of come up behind each and every one of the members here and standing beside you guys, every word spoken is whispered to you from Elvish into the common tongue.
3: Um, So they want to know what knowledge we seek.
1: And you asked them about the Herald of Steel?
3: They said they don't recognize them.
4: Well, we can maybe structure differently. I know we we need to know more about Curse of the Wild.
3: They also said they don't want to talk about that.
1: And nothing
3: about the portals? About the gate. Oh, um. Oh, that's right. (laughs) In our travels, we found a a gate or a portal at the bottom of um, Bolts Crag Peak in the Akaratos Mountains. And it was guarded by the aspect of Felior. And. That's where the Herald of Steel came from, and we wanted to know if you knew anything about that.
0: And so with that, they all kind of like turn them around to one another and begin to of around a little bit uh, before looking back at you all. Um, and I'm sorry, you mentioned the gate and passing on that one? Or did you yeah. just mention them?
3: Yeah, I spoke about the gate or the portal that we found at the bottom of Bolt's
0: Greg. And so with that, they say, you wish to learn of the gateways to the immortals. Is,
3: is that what it is?
0: I, that was one of the names that was spoken to us. And so one of the other members of the council who hasn't spoken yet speaks out and says, if you are to be trusted with such knowledge, a quest must be completed.
1: Always another question.
3: What would your quest entail?
0: And with that, they kind of look back and forth to one another and they say, a quest of utmost regard, a quest of utmost importance. Another one beckons out and says, by the way, Ronnie, either you're very tired or you're eye rolling really hard at all these elven things and like the face palm about another quest. Listen, lady. Okay. (laughs) I'm just like, I see so many eye rolls just like, oh, great. Quest of great importance. What I got to kill a tiger too? No, I'm just kidding. But with that, they say, the queen herself requires this. And if you are to learn of these gates and we are to shed onto you the knowledge of the stars, you must prove your allegiance to us and your worth to us.
3: Um, we'll do yeah.
0: Except, do you accept the quest?
3: Cleekha does.
0: Ronnie's (laughs) nodding. (laughs) I'm like, nod, nod, nod. (laughs) And so with that, they say, the queen herself has requested that the home Thantil be cleansed. No elf is capable of such a cleansing, for to do so would rob them of their own right to the glades. We need someone to rid us all. Of the curse of the wild.
4: Um, I was informed that this is not something the light of the illuminator can do.
0: And so that, I don't know how to put this in a way that doesn't sound god-awful. Every single member of the Shaysseer has that same shameful look for just a moment when you mention the illuminator. And they say, the power of such a god is nowhere near the strength of the stars themselves the elder powers that dictate the forces of the universe are great and powerful we are merely a reflection of the stars themselves all power to the seer and they all kind of look up to the crystal dome and they return their gaze back down to you and they say your illuminator would never have a chance to remove such a curse this curse belongs to the immortals. And if you are to cleanse this curse of the land, you must destroy the one that has brought it to us.
3: Sounds
0: and good to me. Who is that? Shea Fantil. And with that, they all kind of like look down for a moment in that shameful glare and they say, he is the fifth member of the Shea he is still a member of the Shaysir. Anyone committing some level of regicide as such would be would be banished and exiled with their soul not intact in these lands. No elf may commit such an act, and this is why outsiders such as yourselves may be trusted with such a task. Many have tried, and many more have failed. Accepting this quest means you will put an end to this curse, and we will grant you the knowledge you desire, even though this knowledge may be too much for you to handle. You'd be surprised what we can handle. (laughs) Goddamn dwarf. (laughs) And so with that, they say, um, do you accept these terms?
3: Lika does, yes.
0: I accept.
4: There's no way we can have more insight of why.
0: And then, with that, they kind of all have that same shameful expression again and they say, Shefantiel was once a king of these lands and he now resides within the Forsaken Glade. And they all look down for a, a split second and look back up again and they say, no one ventures into that glade unless they wish never to return. If you are to go out there and kill him, it will be gravely dangerous. Understood. So with that, another one kind of chimes in a little bit and says, the one known as Klikka, step forward. Klica steps forward. With that they say, what is this that you know of the Elvish lands, the Elvish tongue and Elvish culture? While you walk among them, outsiders to our lands, you carry with you the grace of one who has lived amongst us for 500, if not a millennia. Oh, um,
3: Klika. I just have gas. Klika was, um, Klika's childhood was spent with some people and they had a lot of different books. And so Klika would read them and they were in Draconic and Elvish a lot. So Klikka sort of learned
0: that way. Remember that they all kind of nod in agreement, but they don't nod in a way that they're agreeing to what you're saying As if they may have some weird understanding amongst all of them that you haven't been let into. And the woman who spoke first, when you first entered says, you will speak with the queen herself. No other shall accompany you.
1: but well, it has well, been decided. Do we
2: all understand that with our tr- little translators? Yep. Jarzak just looks real disappointed.
3: Lika looks back at Jarzak Man. and says in Orkish, maybe she won't be really pretty. She's
0: a queen. Oh. And so with that, they say it has been decided You will be led to the forsaken lands, and you will be abandoned there. If you complete your quest and find the forsaken castle, cleansing it, you will be given all that you seek. You may stay here in respite. You may stay here as refugee. You may stay here as peaceful travelers. You are no ally of this land. Do not beg favor or ask for quarter from anyone. Is this understood?
4: Understood.
0: Yep. And with that, she chimes in again and says, you shall not speak to any an elf. If you speak to them in any tongue, you will be imprisoned for a hundred years' time. Is this understood? Understood.
1: Is it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <They're> like, <coughs> they've been talking to us this whole fucking time. <laughs> Boom, most of y'all are in prison.
2: No, only one of us acknowledged that.
1: <laughs> do you accept- Norhal uh, Norhill has no trouble believing that the elves would have this kind of ridiculous request.
0: He's also the only lawful character in the group. So, I mean, right? right, right. I Is Anton lawful? No. I was gonna say, no. Norhill being like, strange turns in agreement, where do I sign? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> when in Rome.
4: <laughs> I, I have read have the entirety
0: there. of the end user license agreement. <laughs> yeah, right. I have no rights. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that's why that's why Norhill's a soldier on the outskirts of the Dorvish place. That he like, I don't know, avoided a user agreement one day. And <laughs> he, read, he
1: read the fine print. Uh, little did you know that reading print means you get drafted.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it all checks out. Oh, but anywho, okay. And so with that the ghosts lead you guys out of the chamber and lead you to an elvish uh, like sleeping quarter. Um, it's conjoined to this place. It feels more like a dungeon than it does like a comfortable living space. But what's weird is that it's so well furnished and so well like taken care of that it might as well be a noble's quarters in one of the more beautiful cities in Amaroth. So you guys sit on wonderfully quilty, pillowed beds and food is brought to you guys rather quickly. Um, Plates of vegetation and fruits, Um, but yeah. Uh, The only one who gets escorted in a different direction, however, is Kliqa. And Klika is led up, I guess, another bit of spiraling stairwell, almost like a maze-like structure until you reach what could only be described as the highest tree out here. And once you get to the top part, you can see that the overall like, you know, the head of the tree here is kind of emboldened with an entire structure within it. And it additionally has one of those crystally do- domes on the top of it. But once being led up all this way, past all the guards and the trees and whatnot, uh, you're led into what could be described as like a royal hall uh, of the elves, a nice hybrid of both tree and uh, actual structure here. You're led in and inside are spires that reach up to the crystal dome, but the same reflection of all the stars on the floor is here, but across the chamber and all the way at the far end is what could be described as a like scantily clad, though very regal and pronounced Elvish woman, whose hair, not only reaches the floor, but seems to drape a couple feet like behind her, okay? And it seems to go through a series of like free flowing hair to braids back to free flowing at the bottom. Um, She herself has what could be described as like, I, I don't know how to describe it perfectly, but it's almost like a horseshoe shape that kind of reads like all the way down to her jawline and across her forehead. And it's of, again, that platinum silver and adorned with diamonds as well as some emeralds. And she approaches the, uh, uh, sorry, she, she stands from her, her, uh, her seat on the throne here. And as you enter, she stands up in a way that seems kind of strange for any royal figure to stand at the entrance of anybody into their court. You know what I'm saying? Klica knows well enough to know that this is strange that she stood when you entered. But as you enter, she stands up and she calls to you in the elvish tongue again. And she says, um, you know, welcome, sister of Seer. Which, as you know, would mean sister of the stars. Mm.
3: Um, hi, I'm Klica.
0: <laughs> Very good. And she says, you are. Also, welcome. I think this
3: entire time, Klika has been trying to keep direct eye contact on like everybody. Every, she has <laughs> like but, hard but stares but at like. There there's such like wondrous sights all around her, and it's just so captivating that she's also very much just like fighting the urge to just look and touch and see
0: everything. Very good. And so as you maintain this hard eye contact, she approaches, uh, takes a couple steps off her raised dais here and enters the main floor of the chamber, and you can see that there are um, no birds in here with you. You don't have
3: to get up. Klika can come over
0: and she says clica you are sister to the stars i know you as not only a friend but i know you as kin and for the first time in clica's entire existence elvish royalty kneels before you and says to you child of destiny you are welcome in my city Blessed be the stars. And she stands back up properly. Now, I'm not going to say this is probably the most like unbelievable sight that you're going to see in this entire campaign, because you've also spoken with like Gnomish AI, and you guys made a clay snowman at one point. I don't know, there's a part where bugs crawled out of Jarzak, but seeing the elven queen kneel before a goblin... That's pretty surreal. I would. This say. is yeah. This is mountains of surreal right now. And so with that, Kika, what what's what's the deal? Clica's just struggling to
3: find words, and I think she's kind of like to say to say over overwhelmed would be like an understatement, but at this point, a lot of different people have mentioned that she might be a child of destiny or she's some figure or something important. And I, I guess she's in, in the back of her mind. She's kind of resentful almost. And she did like that. Everyone else seems to be so secure and how clica is but clica doesn't know and so i think she might even be a little angry and she says i i don't know what any of that is and nobody clica was told that she's supposed to inherit dust wind and clica was told that she's a child of destiny and now she's a sister of stars. But Klika doesn't understand any of that. Klikka's just just trying to find her Korbach.
0: That the queen slowly approaches you in a very like sweeping, graceful movement, almost as if like a gazelle, like moving in slow motion at full speed. You know what I'm saying? And just like with these big bowed leg, like, kind of like like slow motion, like wavy movements here as she approaches you. And she puts a single hand upon your shoulder and she says, I will admit it is fair for someone in your standing to be terrified of such responsibility and understanding. But when you return from your quest, as I know you will, the Seer will explain much of what you need to know. But I wanted to know myself what it was like to be among one of my kin before time. And she looks down at you and in a very like endearing way, and you look at her face, which again is rather plain, but it's just so piercingly confident in its own sort of elvish way that she looks down at you and as a smile kind of cracks her her face there, you feel like uneased by it, but also very shockingly, almost weirdly welcomed by it. And she looks to you again and she says, you are not of this place. You will be destined to inherit many things, befriend many people, and everywhere you go, you will change the lives around you. You are a child of destiny. You are what will hopefully unlock the gate and bring peace.
3: I think <laughs> Clicker just,
0: just slaps her. Stop.
3: Just <laughs> Cut <feeling> the <to> <laughs> Extremely vulnerable right now and just so overwhelmed with everything that she sort of just like, while she has her hand on Klikka's shoulder and is just looking at her, like, with that kind, like, knowing look that Klikka hasn't experienced in a really long time, she just sort of starts to break down and just, you know, cry, I
0: guess. Just, she just is over, it's a lot for her. And so with that, um the queen- Klikka
3: Klika just wants her friends to be okay. She wants Norhill to find his family, and she wants Jarzak to not hurt anymore like he always seems to be. And he, Klika wants Anton to be as good as he can be for all those people, but Klika's just... Klica's just Clica.
0: And with that, she looks down to you again, and she kneels, but not in a way of, like, you know, showing her, her rank among you, but instead just to get on your level. And she looks to you deep in your eyes, and she says, your purpose and your use will bring about great things for everyone around you. But for you to give up hope now and to assume that you are of such a meager stance, you have lost before you have begun you have made it a great way already. Destiny follows you. You lead the charge. I believe that you will do great things. And even if it's not here that you do great things, again, your future holds much. And she turns a little bit and like has one sweeping arm as you see all the silk following her fingertips down to her arms, almost like a bat wing of beautiful silk. She kind of drapes it across the ground and you look and you see all the stars and she points to one star in particular that's the brightest, and she says, that's your star, Kleeca. You, the child of destiny. I see it in your eyes when you speak. You were born perfectly under this star, and it follows you wherever you go in the night sky. You will do great things if you believe.
3: I think <laughs> Kleka tries to walk over and cup the star in her hands, even though she knows that they somehow go through you when
0: you're over them. Once you walk over there and go to, like, you know, do the kind of little cupping thing with your hands, the star vanishes from the floor beneath your hands as if you actually are capable of preventing the light from reaching the ground. And she walks over to you ghostly silent and stands behind you, putting a single hand on your shoulder, and she says, I think you should go be amongst your kin."
3: Um yeah, Klika will head back to her friends now. Um and if you ever wanna get a haircut, Klika just got some new tools, so she can help you out with that. You have a lot, so and
0: Klika needs to practice. With that, she looks to you in kind of a peculiar way as if the concept of a haircut is very strange to her, and she says, You are very much so a worldly being. And I appreciate your good spirit.
3: And then Clica will give her a hug and head off back to her friends.
0: (laughs) Yep. Skipping down the stairs, trips and falls, 300 feet of tree down. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Kiss, close, destiny over. Should have taken Featherfall. man that'd be dope just jumping off the trees out here just hangling anyway so that the party spends the night here and even though the sun doesn't seem to rise at all um Anton's internal clock is very much so on the illuminator's time god damn <laughs> <laughs> Anton wakes the fuck up when it's time to wake up the rest of the party wakes up as well uh warmly and well rested um and with that the four ghostly apparitions from before greet you guys at the door and try to lead you out of here to the Forsaken Glade itself.
4: I just want to do an not this is weird, but like, do an insight on Klika. At least after she came back, because we have no idea what they want to talk to her about.
0: Yeah, does Klika like, show it on her face when she returns? Does she talk about any of it?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think Klika's gonna sit down with everybody, and I don't know if she ever actually went over everything that happened in Dustwind uh, after, before they found her sleeping and all that stuff, but she's gonna sort of explain uh, all that, and then everyone seems to say that Klica's the child of destiny, and Klica doesn't know exactly what that means yet, but She wants to stay with all of you and help all of you. And if we can help everybody else, too, Klikka will do that.
4: Well, Klikka will stand beside you if anyone tries to make you do anything that you wouldn't want to follow. I can't imagine what this pressure must feel like.
0: (laughs) A little jealousy on Anton's face is like, yeah, it must suck being the fucking special kid who gets to be <laughs> fucking kings and queens and dragons and shit. Yeah, it's gotta No,
4: Anthon doesn't care about that stuff.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, are you, sh- you the child of Destiny? <laughs> <laughs> Looks down the chart, hello, my name is. is
4: okay, I have a silly question. Is Kliqa <laughs> even a child? Like, how old is Plika actually supposed to be?
3: She's like young i think i have her Isn't she
0: like 13 or something in goblin which translates to like 20 yeah i have 10 15. in goblin so yeah, yeah about that like 20. Oh,
4: okay okay because i would be like are they calling her a child and she's not actually a child and they're just doing that because she's
0: short <laughs> that's cruel just the gnomes and halflings are just a world of toddlers <laughs> No, but no. yeah,
3: she, I mean, she is young compared to everybody else, yeah. age-wise. How old is Jarzak?
0: Grown? I think he's in his twenties, <laughs> like late twenties. I'm grown, old enough. How old is Jarzak's Twenty-two. Okay, which again, because works only live like a full lifespan of seventy years before they die of old age. Like he's pretty well along. You know what I mean? So he's young in experiences. But he's matured amongst his people. You know what I'm saying? I think Dragonborn are like seven years old when they're full grown, right? Or he's like. Yep. Yeah, they're like. They're just right out the fucking gate. They're like just ready to go and be really powerless. I
2: came of age and just. It's weird. All the other orcs got these big muscles.
0: Maybe you're just a late bloomer. You imagine yeah. he goes through fucking puberty at 22, just gets fucking swollen.
3: Jarzak's just real lanky, just <laughs> a lot of acne and like weird facial hair.
0: I am child of the Deceiver. But,
3: yeah, anyway, that's crazy.
1: Are you the child of destiny,
3: Klika? Klika doesn't know. No, I mean, everyone's all these important people say she is they say she's the child of destiny and but Klika
1: never never i don't Klika doesn't know well if you don't know then i doubt that they do uh take the elves for an example they they sit here safe in their woods denying that the things that are wrong are actually wrong pretending that the sun doesn't even rise in the morning, but let me tell you what. Given time, even stove us. If they say you're the child of destiny but you don't know yourself, I say it's a little better than it gets.
0: Aw, Anthony, that was really great. <laughs> that was really fun. Especially, I like the little call-out to Anton be like, the sun doesn't even fucking rise here, Anton. <laughs> It's a good point, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: It's some fuckery out here. <laughs> it's just like in Jarzac. Have you seen any bugs? <gasps> this place is
3: spotless. Oh no! <laughs> Thank you, Norhill. That
0: that helps a lot. Yeah, everything dies. The elves are just ignorant. <laughs> Moral of the story: they're perverts of nature, and you're gonna die someday.
1: The moral of the story is that it's (laughs) a facade, and you don't need to listen to people who don't even realize that the sun is up.
0: Truth. That's so fucking weirdly good. (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny, but like. I, I, the best part is, I just picture Norhill being the grovelly, grumpy old dwarf. About him, I mean, like, like pissed off, putting on his fucking like metal boots in the morning, like putting them on, eating the shitty breakfast, and being like, "Stupid bastards! I don't even know the sun's up." <laughs> like he's not even like holding you aside, like Klika. It'll be okay. He's just like, "You, are you listening to these pricks?" Holds up his plate of grapes and he's like, "What the fuck is this? I don't know what a grape is."
4: That makes wine,
0: or It tastes like bad wine. It slaps him out of here like, damn, I mean, good
1: alcohol. Our family are brewers. He knows what a grape is. It's just clearly not the season for grapes. <laughs> even the stew is an illusion.
0: He's like, see, I don't even like it. Spits it on the floor. Ghostly hand cleans it. See? Unnatural, he says. But anywho, sort of that, the uh, party are let off in a ghostly procession outside of the city and are headed farther south into the woods and for the next two days you guys travel through the woods under the ghostly guide which arrive and leave at the coming and leaving of day uh leaving you guys in places where you can basically set up your little camps so i am going to need the trail rations for each of you for two days of travel
1: we spent four days getting here, right Uh, four days of rations to get
3: I, do, I think uh, we didn't have to spend any rations getting here because of uh, Sirothal. Yep. Okay.
0: And so with that, on the second day, uh, when you guys are dropped off, you're off in the woods and as morning comes, uh, or at least that night when you guys are out there, uh, I'd like to perception check from the whole group as you're setting up your camp after the ghosts have left. Who? Say two. Two. <laughs> He's just still groveling. He's like in the fucking rocks and trees. What the fuck is that?
1: Grumble, Who put them up grumble, there? Uh, grumble, grumble, striking the flint steel like the fire.
3: Thirteen.
0: Okay. Fourteen. Eleven. Okay. So everybody except for groveling Norhill can hear it very clearly, but a piercing screech fills the like the absolutely vacant night air uh one that is so shrill and piercing and so distant that it seems like one of those things where you know how people always say like that high-pitched tone when you play it people over a certain age can't hear it you know what i mean yeah it's kind of like that with norhill where he must just not have heard it but you guys hear like this super high-pitched whistle screaming in the distance um could i get a religion check from anybody who heard it
4: yeah The fuck.
2: Religion. 8
0: hmm. so mm-hmm. 8, 10 and wait, Jordan, ten. is that
2: for religion? you said anyone who heard it yeah you did for religion?
0: You,
2: you said anyone who heard it roll for religion
0: you have proficiency in religion? no, which
2: oh. that's why I said oh, everybody I mean, that's
0: how I always do it is you have to have the proficiency and the knowledge for it yeah, that's why I asked I, yeah but i figured you would, oh my god all right well the point is is we got an eight and a ten was it yeah.
1: yeah
0: okay so anton you can barely tell but when you hear it something twingles at the back of your spine as if that scream wasn't of this plane as you like stand up and you're like and look around like a meerkat you're just like
2: <laughs> can i be able to do a nature check mm, no. no okay for this.
4: There's something strange. What? I wish we knew more of this curse. He's kind of like, he's like, isn't it kind of strange?
1: Everything about
0: these woods is strange. Now my foot and steel doesn't fucking work.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they uh, They told us not to talk to anybody, maybe. The Part of it was that we weren't supposed to know. They seem to be ashamed of everything that's happened here.
4: But if we know nothing, this lack of information, I'm not comfortable with it. We don't know what we're doing. (laughs) This is most likely a relative of this has
0: to be. You guys are just lambs to the slaughter, just sacrificial lambs being brought out there. Like, yeah, just go find something or whatever. Don't come back, okay? Jarzak pulls out his axe.
3: (laughs) I bet it's a ghost. (laughs) You mean Jarzak materializes his axe? (laughs) Yes,
0: (laughs) it's in his hands before his hands are. Oh, did we get our weapons back then? (laughs) Oh boy! I'm just kidding. You guys are all tied up in a line. (laughs) Fine, I I can just summon mine.
2: like yoink yeah clicker has the uh shadow blade so it's yeah. just norhill yeah it's just like <laughs> damn it
1: <laughs> life finds a way metal
0: finds a way but anyway. uh yeah also don't go quoting fucking Jurassic Park in my goddamn game anthony for the love of god and especially not him okay uh life uh uh, finds a way. Like, really? That's at the least, I, did, at least I didn't do it exactly that way. That's true. It would be weird if Norhill was like, oh, life of, uh, has a way. Right, anyway. Um, okay. And so you guys all sit here in your camp. Again, it goes back to, like, the piercing silence at this point as you guys listen to a windless wood.
3: Dibs watch after Jarzak.
2: <laughs>
3: mm, I was...
2: I already it said i get last watch clicka so a little
4: if he he's gonna put uh, no it might not make any sense
1: are there any like fragrant herbs or like pine needles or anything growing near the camp yeah tons of them yeah norho's gonna grab like a handful and like throw those on the fire to you know create like a fragrant smell to sort of raise morale a little bit
0: okay I'll give it to you Kind of like Dwarvish techniques there.
1: Yeah, and he's also got a little bit of like a superstition. Like, oh, yes, in the field you throw herbs on the fire to work away spiritual uh, buggers.
0: Okay. And so as Norhill goes walking off to go find all these things and grasp them and pick them up, uh, I'm going to need another perception check from the party.
1: It's a lot better. 15.
0: Four.
4: 16.
0: 17. Okay. So everybody except for Klika hears in the distance the sound of uh, like a, a choir of wolf howls in the distance, which are not only alien for the sake that it's like a certain time and it's like there's no moon for such a thing, but it's also you haven't heard wolves out here in the wood with Sirith all around. You haven't heard any wolves at all up until this point and especially not this many, and especially not in such a concert as that. What would you like to do? I'm going to start climbing a tree. <laughs> as high as I can. <laughs> just drops his shit, starts climbing a tree. No. So like, what did you... it by the way, didn't hear it, so it just sees Jarzak like, starting to it up a tree like... Klika just joins in, doesn't want to <laughs> disappoint anybody, and just starts <laughs> like Klika tree climbing.
3: Yeah, Klika just like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. Here Klinga.
1: we go. Uh, Norhill comes back with like you know the bundle of herbs, yeah. and just says wolves out in forest so
0: Comes back to suspect. a comes back to a camp with no Klika, no Jarzak, and Anton attempting to climb a tree <laughs> covered in oh. sap. Now,
3: no, none of us are going to be able to climb trees well.
0: So, <laughs> turns out Norhill is the only one who could. But anyway, yeah.
4: okay, well, Anton's just going to say like, we got to keep a fire tonight, and we have to keep a good one.
1: I was going to say, Wolves fear fire; it shouldn't keep them at bay. He's going to build
0: it up a little bit more. Okay, and so with that, who's going to be on second watch?
2: Uh. I guess Jarzak can because clique said he was yeah. going after.
0: Oh, I thought you were sticking with fourth, Anton. No, took-
2: no, it's, it was a joke.
0: So was like, Norhill stays up to keep the fire going, and Anton's the first to see the uh, sunrise with the fourth watch. So, yeah, at- yeah, Wait, is unusual. there actually
4: still here?
0: It's yeah.
2: yeah.
0: I think Anton
2: always goes for first or last watch. So yeah. yeah.
0: So with that, um, during Jarzak's watch as you're keeping the fire going and sitting here at the camp with the big tent up in the woods here. Uh, can I get a perception check from you or investigate check if that works better? I'll go with perception.
2: I'll roll real bad. Uh, an eight. Okay.
0: And so as you're standing here, stoking the fire and kind of sitting here on watch, looking around the perimeter of the camp, um, you hear the sound of a few feet kind of walking up towards the camp in the darkness. And with your graced dark vision, as you look over in that direction, your eyes can pierce through the dark and you can see a few werewolf-like forms approaching in the distance. You can see at least three of them, but hearing the sound kind of multiply in the expanse, you see that there's definitely like three other ones farther away and circling.
2: And can they get to me from up in my tree?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, the tree that's also guarded by a team of
2: elves. (laughs) Jairzak's going to call out to the crew then. Hey,
0: guys. uh, Can that be just like turn around and be like, oh, shit, there's just like six werewolves approaching the camera. It's like, hey, guys, like werewolves, (laughs) like, uh uh Uh-oh bad guys. (laughs) with <laughs> that, the team awaken and everybody's kind of quick to alarm here. After being so uneasy with going to sleep at the first place, everybody jumps up in immediate alarm. So within like 30 seconds, the party's up and at him and out of the tent and standing here looking in the dark, trying to make out the forms of the werewolves, or at least Anton can't, but yeah, whatever. Um, and as you guys all kind of spring to alarm, um, one of the wolves approaches the edge of the camp and comes into the light of the campfire and speaks out to you guys in the elvish tongue behind it. its uh, lupin, lupine, lupine, a structured face there. And it beckons to you guys and says, what is your business on the lands of Thantil?
3: Um,
0: <laughs> Bad news, he's fired.
3: <laughs>
2: Good think, news. What's he saying? <laughs>
3: he wants to know why we're here.
2: To lift the curse. (laughs) Um,
0: Be common too, bitch.
3: (laughs) We're here to seek out Shay Thontiel and put an end to him.
0: And so with that They kind of look back and forth at one another and the one in the front takes a few steps back and all six of them approach the camp in unison at this point, circling it from each of the hexagonal points surrounding the camp. And the one that spoke before says, you wish to destroy our master?
3: Um, We have to. To what end? The Shaythir gave us a quest.
0: And with that, they kind of like look back and forth to one another and look in the distance and look back towards, I guess, the, the east where the ghosts were heading you guys. And they say, your quest is foolish. You will die.
3: We don't have any other option. Klikka and her friends have to do this.
0: And so we- that the wolf kind of shapeshifts a little bit but it seems like as it's pulling out of its elvish form I mean out of its wolf form into an elvish form its body like forcibly reverts back to its wolfish form there and it says we cannot stay. Continue east. Follow the trail and look for the floating castle. You haven't much time. Shayth deal hears most, and we must go before he hears. Beware, Shayth deal, and with that, all six of them slowly thank you the camp and just start rushing off into the distance.
3: Guys, are we hunting them down? <laughs> <And> just,
0: <laughs> whip a, whip like a, a fucking axe.
3: They, <laughs> they, they told us to head east and look for a floating castle.
0: Oh, by the way, sorry. That part was was in common. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Uh,
3: Alright, so
2: we don't have to take out those ones then, but we might want to head out now. I
4: wonder if they were under control, just as... Sirithal? Yeah, just the same thing with the
3: we could think that's probably the case. And now that they know, um, Shay Thiel might too. Shay Santeel might find out soon too. Jarzak well, might be right. We might need to make haste.
4: Yep, yeah, I, I kind of look toward the group and I look toward Jarzak and I say, if this is the case, there may be a chance we lose control of you.
2: Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, we haven't yet. And if you do, try to just kill him
0: first. (laughs) That's the best out here. (laughs) Go for him, even if I'm trying to eat you. Uh,
2: Okay, let's go, Norhill, double time. Come on claps
4: his hand and Anton just looks for click and he says i'll do everything I can to restrain him and prevent him from death even if he tries to kill us
3: Jar- i I believe jarzak will be able to keep hold of himself we'll see but thank
0: you Anton <laughs> the vote of confidence okay okay click <laughs> Fucking great! Uh, my
2: bad in advance if I lose control of myself.
0: So with that, Anton, do you want to illuminate with the daylight spell on your lamp as you hurry through the night, or did you want to keep it with the dark vision you had before?
4: Uh, they mentioned about something about he would see us. Well,
0: he'd hear of us.
4: <laughs> hear of us? True sure like, light emit noise. Maybe he's blind.
3: <laughs> I, I think <laughs> more like. Through I the eyes of it. the
1: werewolves. Yeah, I think that the idea is that he has some mystical knowledge of that which goes on in the woods.
4: So, maybe it won't make a difference if I steal it or not. I mean,
1: it's I just strange, didn't know if Anton like words, after... marching against an enemy that already knows the company.
0: Yeah, I just it. didn't know if Anton himself wanted to be like, it's the light bringer, ding dong motherfucker. It's time to cleanse a curse. <laughs> like, no, I don't I don't even know. I have dang. no I think, idea what I'm getting while into. Well Anton's
3: kind of going over this dilemma in his head, Klik is gonna say a prayer of the light that talks about the light shining darkly li- or shining brightly in the darkness to like sort of <laughs> let Anton know that she thinks it's the right idea.
0: As Jarzak begins to say the prayer of the light shining darkly in the brightness. I was (laughs) going to say,
1: the light shines darkly in the brightness. Wait, that's wrong.
0: Oh, oh God.
1: Turn
2: it on on your lantern. Go ahead. No, no, you
0: got it. (laughs) Okay. So, with that, what's Anton's response to this? Oh,
4: he's just going to cast daylight, and we're just going to trick it.
0: With the uh, lantern? Yeah. Okay. And so the light of day erupts from the lantern in a giant globe of light around you. The darkness uh-huh. spell cancels out the daylight
2: spell, right? And vice versa? Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. Um, <laughs> much easier to break camp and get on with the Force March.
0: Okay. And so with that, the party venture off into the east. Can I get a survival check from the group?
3: I can give advantage to Anton. All right, Anton. I got a 16, so you'll have advantage. Look at
0: that
4: uh oh
0: shit thank you because i got a fumble in a 16
4: so okay all right i got technically a 19. So, so,
0: so by following the light and rushing through the forest you feel the illuminator kind of pushing you forward on your quest and as you guys rush through here there's some glimmering in the distance to the east by the tree line by like the tree tops and at this point I'm gonna need you to turn off the light on your lantern. And as you do so, you see the starlight above and in the moonlight, you can see a massive structure floating among the trees as it slowly, like some sort of strange sky leviathan, drifts gently. And from there, you can see small glimmers of light from windows and arrow slits as an entire castle floating on stone with shrubs and vines and such. Dangling from it as it skirts about 60 or so feet over the ground in between the trees, ever so gracefully. An entire castle. What would you guys really like to really? do? That? Grab a vine, climb up.
4: Did the vines reach 60 feet to the ground?
0: Close enough.
4: I'm going to fill my athletics tr- No, Noah, I'm going oh, <laughs> to wait. Maybe this is the time for blessed people. <laughs>
0: Does Bless affect you
4: too?
0: Uh, you if you cast it
4: a at free... a
3: second level. Oh. Yeah, just whether or not she could
2: do that many people. Let me
4: okay. see. Uh, I Did bless. bless give
2: a... A
3: bonus to skill checks? It's ability uh, checks uh, and uh, yeah. saving, saving uh, throws.
4: it's only, it's,
3: yeah. No, okay. it's not saving throws. It's ability checks and attacks. Did you want to No,
4: whenever anything? a target makes an attack or a saving throw.
3: Oh, it's saving throws, not checks. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, darn.
4: Okay. Guidance
3: is the one that does
0: the checks.
4: Shit. Wait, I have guidance.
0: Yeah, but you can't cast it on yourself.
4: Yeah, uh, but it's a touch spell.
0: Yeah,
3: but you don't touch yourself with it. Why not? Well, it, it's more that you can't cast it on
0: everybody. It's not like a group thing. So you're not just binging yourself in the forehead and giving yourself free d4s every time you ever do anything.
1: Like I'm got uh, uh, Norhill's gonna lash himself and Anton together. Uh and the whole side, you know, Anton
0: will fall down while we're trying to climb. Okay. So just enough rope. Okay. Wait, do you mean like tied at like the back to back or do you mean like
1: it's enough so that we can climb independently, but it's it's a lifeline basically. Okay.
0: Well, so let's say it's like 10 feet of slack in between you. That way you never hit the minimum damage. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So uh, with that, um, as you guys approach this giant floating structure, it's not like a massive, unbelievable castle, but it's an estate. It's it's a whole structure. It's multi-leveled, and it's got big, it's like a very cliche medieval-looking castle floating around, kind of almost like a perversion of the elven castle work you had seen before in the city of Aesiris. But let's go ahead and get an athletics check from every single one of y'all trying to climb up this scooter. All right, nice. Two minus one, one. So Klika can't seem to jump up and get a grip.
4: Damn, I got 16.
0: I also got a 16. Klika, you're never going to find out if there's a
2: queen in this castle if you keep uh, not climbing these ropes. Uh, I got a four.
0: Oh, good. So neither of you do. (laughs) Meanwhile, Anton and Norhill start trudging up about 15 or so feet off the ground.
2: Uh, Yeah, Norhill, good tying yourself yeah, I uh, I definitely am very strong, like all orcs.
0: <laughs> as as you begin to blow up your anchor arms like SpongeBob, just. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> and for the ladies, Henry. Um, so let's go ahead and get another round of athletics checks and hope for the best. Hi, one, seven. We'll just be down here till you uh pull us up. Meanwhile, fucking Norhill, can I get a dexterity saving throw from Norhill? I uh, 13, perhaps? Yeah, okay, so you manage to save yourself as you begin to slip and fall down. Can I get one from Anton as well? And what did Klika and Jarzak get? I got an 8. 5. Oh, God, so you two keep trying to jump. I got a 5. Okay. Oh, so Anton dangles from Norhill as he's holding onto the root, I mean, to, onto the vine here. All right, one more. Let's go for the road.
1: Uh, that's going to be a 19.
3: Okay. Four. <laughs> this one might be too much for Klika. Three. <laughs> we'll be down here. You kick him off and we'll fight him down here. Jarsak also can't swim,
0: so
2: a new <laughs> skill he can't do
0: is climb. So with that, the uh, Norhill continues up and he's at about the 30-foot mark and Anton scrabbles up behind at the 30 foot mark as well so uh you're about halfway up the entire thing let's go another round of these athletics checks six
1: (laughs) 24
3: wow there it is finally got it Uh, i got a 16 but i'm really excited for jarzak has to say um
2: so (laughs) i i have a minus one to uh my athletics so that brings me
0: to a zero on my nat one <laughs> oh my God. pale orcs can't jump um anton can you give me a dexterity saving throw you know nothing really sells the podcast quite like the reality of a laptop dying Clinka um, makes it up to about fifteen feet and leaves Jarzak by himself down there.
3: I got twelve.
0: Cl- Clinks. Clinks. Jarzak,
3: I'm gonna find the princess and I'm gonna kiss her.
0: Clinks no. <laughs> She's It doesn't work like that. You're already the child of destiny. Stop stealing everything.
2: <laughs> not... why, why are you trying to kiss her? You just, you just gotta,
3: you know, serve her. <laughs> oh, all right, let's go athletics.
1: Athletics, let's go.
3: I'm going to lose all the progress I just made. Cha ching.
1: Um, That's only 11 this time.
3: Okay. I got got above a 10 this
0: time. I got a 13. Okay. Click, you got a 16. Okay.
2: I got
4: a nine.
0: Okay. So. Anton and Norhill are passing the 45-foot mark, and you guys are cresting the ledge and climbing up onto the main courtyard to this floating castle. Jarzak officially reaches about 15 feet up, and Kleek is at the 30-foot mark. Can I get a perception check real quick from the party? Don't worry. It's gonna be good. 18. It is good. 2-1, <laughs> one, 1. A 21. 13. So uh, everybody except for Klika, who's on her way to go smooch royalty, uh, you guys notice that these vines have been moving very, like, you know, very gaily in the breeze here as the whole structure moves slowly, Uh, though Jarzak, Anton, and Norhill notice rather quickly that a couple of these vines, almost in a sentient way, begin to prehensilely wrap back up under themselves and start climbing up to start picking at Jarzak and Klika mid-climb up the whole way. And that's where we're going to end it as barbed tips begin to reach for both of them. You didn't think it was going to be that easy, did you? As no. Did. <laughs> no. no, <sighs> This has been a cakewalk. so am
4: to burn the plant.
0: Burn <laughs> oh. the line, we're climbing. Thanks.